Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George, did you make yes, a sir. new Travis in your closet with your computer? Uh, nope. Maybe you should try that. Same old Travis. A new me? I might be replaced. He does have boobs, though. <laughs> more than a handful. More than a waste. handful. More, a little <laughs> more than a handful. Yeah. Tonight, we watched Weird Science. George, welcome back to the 80s, my man. Right? Have you seen a more 80s movie than Weird Science? I'm not sure. Maybe the first episode we ever did was very 80s. Yeah. I think that was 1985. I mean, it had a little 50s in it, you know? Yeah. That's true. Definite period piece. Actually, you know what? It was more the second one was more 80s. Yes. Which I did watch for homework, but we never did an episode about it. Maybe someday. One of my notes says... It gets the 80s seal of approval, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> yeah. And seeing as I did grow up then, I knew them pretty good. They're pretty uh, solid. As the yes. official old person on the podcast, yeah, the Travis official, gives his the approval. official <laughs> old fart. Yes. We've now alienated the all of our audience born before 1975. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Sorry. Womp womp. So, George, initial impressions, weird science. Was it more weird or was it more science? I need to know. Definitely more weird. Um, I'm not sure if I could, like, really relate to the characters uh, in this movie because I've never had a problem with women. Mm. You know, they just kind of seem to flock to you. Flock to me, and this is very natural for me. Well, an electrician guitar player to... Ba- babe magnet. It's yeah. It's pretty much skateboarding yeah. electrician guitar it's player. Skateboarding, yeah. <laughs> right. Beating them off with a stick. Exactly. I was not tossing off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary. <laughs> oh God, I used to say that all the time. <laughs> you said it three times tonight. I can vouch for that. <laughs> so, guys, the cast of this movie. George, are you aware of what you just saw in terms of like synergy for this show? <clears throat> uh, no. Did Explain. you recognize a single person in this movie? No. Seriously? Oh, Jesus. You know what's funny? I'm looking at the credits right now on the screen, and it says Ian Robert Downey. It doesn't even say Junior. It doesn't say Junior. George, <laughs> did you realize you were watching Iron Man in this movie? No. <laughs> I, no, I saw it. He was right next to Johnny Depp. You know what's funny? Oh I even God. saw I even saw the name Robert Downey in the like the credits. He in the thought beginning. it was Robert Downey Jr.'s father. I thought it might be. I don't know. You were thinking what the of Morton Downey. Morton oh Downey. my god. I watched this with my wife the other day and I said, George is not gonna realize he's watching Iron Man the entire time. Mm. And you you lived up to my low expectations, George. I Thank didn't. You. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> So you didn't recognize anybody in this movie? Did you Did you recognize Max? Uh, who was the friend of Robert Downey Jr.? We just watched them like last week. Literally two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what character was he? He was Grady in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. No like word. The, the year the after. The good loyal friend. Back to back. <laughs> right. With this movie. I mean, he looks exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> I think they filmed it at the same time. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just gonna keep naming people that you didn't recognize. You saw Bill yeah. Paxton though, right? I mean, you didn't miss Bill Paxton. Who's Bill Paxton? Who's Bill Paxton? Oh, man. Do you know who Bill Paxton is? He's Bill seen Paxton. Twister. You've seen Twister. Have you seen Aliens? Uh, that was a long time ago. Game okay. over, I should... man. Okay, he's yes. like the yeah. iconic character in okay. Aliens. Well, I need to watch that again. We will. It's been will. a yes. long time. We will watch that with a educated eye. Holy yeah. mackerel! Oh, okay, yes. but you did see Sam from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four as the main uh, romantic interest. I don't remember the... Sam. <sighs> who is Sam? She's the girl in Friday Four whose boyfriend is a dick and dances with a twin, so she goes skinny dipping despite him. Oh, yeah. She okay. was the brunette. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. 
dude. What about the, the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night? The store owner is the dad who forgets Gary. Who's Gary? Who's Gary? <laughs> That's Who's the Gary? store owner from Silent Night, Deadly Night. George, this movie well, is no, like your final, and you are no. failing. <laughs> I, you know, I was uh, watching this movie not understanding. Well, I was, I was watching this movie thinking. I know that there's a good reason for me watching this movie. I don't know what it is, but it, it wasn't I know that Michael there's got to be. You know what I felt like? I felt like you guys were like showing me Scream, but it was the opposite where I wasn't getting anything that mm. was going on when I was watching it. So, so when yeah. I watched Scream, I got it. I got everything. I was on board. I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm rolling. This is great. This, I was like, I was watching it and I'm like, I, I know I should be getting this, this does stuff not fit that I'm in the not. curriculum. To okay. what we've been watching. This is basically you've been watching some hardcore movies, some some real doozies. Yeah. So we're like, let's laugh a little, but let's do it with iconic, an iconic movie that we can build off of. We're not going to get into the AIDS crisis in this episode. We're just going to no, have fun. Not. That's all this is. Uh, the, right. Michael Berryman, <laughs> Travis mentioned the guy yeah, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, who's also in Hills Have Eyes. Didn't need makeup. The guy who looks like Jason without the hockey mask <laughs> on the motorcycle. And he's like, I, I, I'd like you to keep this quiet. You know, I don't want yeah, to ruin my credited, teaching job. He's credited as mutant biker. Yeah, because he's... It, what's funny is it, it, the reference is falling short on you, but the Vernon um, character, Vernon Wells, the, the guy with the mohawk, okay, all the motorcycle guys, yeah. they're basically... One is from Road. Well, the the two main are from Road Warrior, Mad Max movie, okay. and then the Barryman character is kind of like what he looked like in Hills Have Eyes. So it's almost like Lisa took these people from movies that they watch mm. and put them in the you know real life. I mean, he's basically playing his Road Warrior character almost to the face paint. Like it'd be right. like if Freddie and Michael showed up in your movie. George, where you're like, oh right. no, Freddie and Michael are here. What do I do? Oh, right. I see. <sighs> I mean, There's this is what I expected, but it's still funny. Yeah. I hope everyone else agrees this is ridiculous, but hilarious. There are references, though. There's a Psycho reference. There's an Exorcist reference. Did you catch any of those, George? Um, I did. At some point, I, I thought that reminds me of The Exorcist, but I forget what it was. Well, the music from The Exorcist was playing. Uh, it wasn't that. It was something else. But I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it wasn't the verbatim usage of media from no, Exorcist. No, it yes, was something no, else. No, 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 no. Okay. I I didn't notice the music, uh-huh. but there was something else in there. I can't remember what it was now. Um, And then the, the when Lisa turns the shower on, it's a camera shot at the shower head. Ah. The water's coming right at the camera. Gotcha. Iconic. Hitchcock. What else is uh I think we're gonna have to go a little harder Oh, you know what? Maybe I don't think George is into fluff. He threw the uh maybe it was when he threw the computer out the window. I was like, oh, got out the window. Maybe something like that. I don't know. (laughs) No, they're sitting at the computer in the, is it right after they wake up? It's their hangover wake up. Yeah. It just starts off real quiet and then it builds up. You're like, oh my God, tubular bells. (laughs) It's the bells. The frigging bells. (laughs) Tubular bells. And then you see him wearing her panties. That's not funny. Those are girls' underpants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking Paxton. He's got range, man. Yeah. This is like his second movie. He reminded me of Biff. Yeah. I mean, George, you didn't see anyone you recognized. Did you enjoy the process of this movie hitting your eyeballs and earballs? I mean... Did you watch it with headphones on so you can get full surround sound? I did. He did that. I did. At least you did something, on. right? <laughs> and, uh, and there's a Danny Elfman reference in this movie. Danny Elfman, who is a Who's Danny composer Elfman? of <laughs> scores that we heard in Batman. Right, right, right. He did Spider-Man and a bunch of different, like, Beetlejuice. Yes. Simpsons, yeah. so you yeah. talked about him. He is the creator of the theme song of this movie. Mm. Another theme song, by the way, which you can sing the title of the movie to. <laughs> well, it's, well, yeah, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cheating. But it still yeah. counts. Yeah, it's, you're right. You're right. 
I don't know if it counts if the name of the song is in the song. Hey, I make the rules, and it does. You, okay. All, all you have to do is sing the name of the song over the song, and that's that counts. And this one fits. Uh, what was the reason why we, just for fun? Because while I'm watching this, I'm thinking this is a good way to ease him into John Hughes. I don't know if you've ever seen a John Hughes movie. He has. He doesn't know who John Hughes is, though, and we're not going to talk about it just yet because it's going. Okay. We're planting <laughs> seeds for later in the year. Gotcha. Yeah, Dan is in my brain. He's like, he has seen one, but he doesn't know who John Hughes is. It's true. Like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Probably. I think you have. I mean, you should see my notes here. Iron Man. George won't realize it. Michael <laughs> Berryman. George won't remember him from Cuckoo. No. <laughs> No. Have you seen National Lampoon's Vacation? Yeah. So you recognize Rusty. Russ. The son. As the main character of the Anthony movie. Michael Hall. Gary? No. Gary? Who's oh, Rusty? Gary! <laughs> no, I did not recognize Oh, Rusty. Him. That's Russ. No, I know. Yeah, I know Russ. Russ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> I touched my brain. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where the scene when he like... Chugs the whole beer. Which is the John Hughes movie. Oh, yeah? He didn't direct it. He wrote it, though. Oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I stabbed man. my brain. I think I stabbed my brain. Oh, jeez, Louise. Sorry, folks. The park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. <laughs> I love it. Ugh. I love John Candy. Can we do a whole season on John Candy? We can just make a whole new show. Just the remedial <laughs> John Candy podcast. Yeah. I'm in. Ugh. Plain, planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> We 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 could do this. We could do a whole season on Bill Murray. Ugh. So George, mm. I want to talk to you about John Hughes a little bit. I'm not going to tell you the other John Hughes movies you're familiar with because that'll come into play later this year. That's a tease for the audience. You don't listen to the show, so it's lost on you. This is true. But <laughs> true story. Weird Science is written and directed by John Hughes, per the credits. Right. Are you aware that there is a comic series from the 1950s? called Weird Science. No. Heavily influential to the people who made the media we watched in the 70s, 80s, 90s, but not a super popular thing. You're not seeing Comic-Con representation from CE Comics, right? Or EC Comics, I whatever was, they were. It's uh, I think it's EW? Who cares? Or is it EC? EC. EC, CE. CE is the, yeah. the other thing, right? The certification. So it's the EC yeah. Comics... You're not seeing those guys uh, making movies at Comic-Con. It's a dead brand. But You might know their other titles, like Tales from the Crypt. Nope. You've never heard of Tales from the Crypt? It's no. a TV show and a movie and another movie. Wow. And right now, Travis is going to do him, his impression of the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> oh, no. I can't do that. Eva's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Insert it later. Okay. Sure. That's what she He'll said. record wait, one wait, for wait. me later. <clears throat> Greetings, Fright fans. <laughs> oh my god. How's that? Nailed it. Nice. That's creepy. So yeah, big brand in the 50s, dead by yes. the time this movie is made. Here's the thing, though. It's not acknowledged at all in the credits. Mm-mm. If you look at the credits of this movie, you would swear John Hughes, from his own mind, wrote and directed a film called Weird Science, which was not based on anything else. Is it in the end credits? It says, Weird Science title, used by permission of William M. Gaines. But it doesn't mm. tell you who that guy is or why that guy owns a title of Weird Science. Right. I kind of mm. don't like it. Well, the story is that they, they do... They have come clean and said their source material was the producers had. I think the series was like 23 issues and they leafed through them and he picked out a story that he wanted to do. Uh, Hughes did. It was called uh, Made, Made of the Future, I think. Issue number five. So it's about a guy who builds a woman to be his whatever. Oh, so weird science. The comic was kind of like a collection of stories, like yeah, like uh, Tales from the Crypt, <laughs> but no, about science, was, which is also kind yeah. of weird. 
It was science fiction no. short stories. No. It was the short, <laughs> what's the TV show that I'm thinking of? Uh, Twilight Zone. Like Twilight Zone, yeah. Yeah, like it's... It's science fiction short stories, basically. Yeah, cool. Kind of something that maybe uh, George, George McFly would have written. Gotcha. Now, are you aware of the term auteur, if I say that to you, George? Mm, nope. So th- people talk about filmmakers who, from their own mind and without any help, make great films. Make films great. Right, Hitchcock, uh, Dario mm-hmm. Argento, John Carpenter—these guys who, with no other outside influences, make perfect <laughs> movies. John Carpenter says, <laughs> "After Argento, yeah." Right. Well, and here's well, the thing: uh, Argento made Suspiria, and if you look at the credits, written directed by Dario Argento, mm-hmm. but his wife at the time wrote the initial story. It was her idea, right. but because it's his brand. This is how he would justify it, I think, is his brand is Dario Argento. That brings people to the theater, so it needs to be his movie so that people will come to the theater. Right. Same thing here, only John Hughes isn't really that big a brand yet, is he, in 85? Uh, He's he's on his way up. two under his belt. But he hasn't hit the full stride yet, right? We're not talking. So it's interesting. Uh, Is it that he's an auteur or is it that he's an a-hole? I don't know, but it's interesting that he doesn't acknowledge his source material, and that always kind of irks me. Um, I've read the source story that he used, and it's vastly different. He was, if anything, he could have put inspired by, but it, the story, there's plenty that he wrote that is just not on the pages at all in the book, so... The only inspiration he got was the building of a woman, but it was like 1951, so I don't even know. I'm trying to remember if it even involved the computer. So a couple of things. One, put a pin in this conversation, because in a few months we're going to have this conversation again. Hmm. Second thing, uh, this weekend, uh, we record this a little bit ahead of time, Uh, Candyman, the remake, came out, and Mm -hmm. there's been a big kerfluffle on the internet because it is the first movie directed by a black woman to hit number one at the box office. Mm-hmm. But in general, people are referring to it as Jordan Peele's Candyman. Right. Hmm. But it's the same it, thing, right? right? Jordan Peele puts butts in seats. So the marketing department wanted to lean on that, but now they've got a quandary because it's missing out on an opportunity to exploit the fact that it is a record setting movie in a different way. Not having anything to do with Jordan Peele. And it's actually good. Right. So I hear it's real good. I haven't seen it yet. But I if will see. If it's good, I don't think he should have his name attached to it. <laughs> Haters wow. gonna hate, man. Haters gonna hate, I know. I think I like us. I think I've gone back to liking us again. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Third act doesn't make any sense, but I don't know that a third act has to make sense when the first two acts really don't make you know rational real life sense they just make story sense right maybe you don't have to correspond to the real world if you're already in dream logic like stick with it and make it even weirder right double down triple down i hear you're gonna have to watch it again it's too scary down even that first third of that movie is too scary it's like not fun very good it like creeps me me out strangers the strangers is too scary we're not doing that for the show because then i have to watch it again (laughs) Too yeah. scary. Over the line. So weird science. Weird science, though. Hey, George. Yeah. Does it make more sense that they would make a movie about building a woman to cater to your every whim based on a story from the 50s rather than an 80s story? Uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, it does. Yeah. It kind of puts it into context a little bit. Yeah, a it's bit. got all that sex and bombast of the '80s, but it's got all that sci-fi and misogyny of the '50s. Yeah, the the statutory rape stuff is pretty good. <laughs> oh my god! Oh so my god! <laughs> I was sitting and watching it, and I'm going, the same issue I had with Back to the Future. Like, how do you explain date rape, date raping your own mother? <laughs> your child (laughs) right that was our first episode what were we thinking yeah and now i'm watching this and i'm going okay she's 23 they're 15 
even though in real life she was like 30 and they were probably in their early 20s. I don't know how old, maybe late, eight, maybe 18, 19. They weren't 15 in the movie. But uh, yeah, very uncomfortable. Can we talk about Kelly LeBrock, but like in a tasteful way? Sure. She is a <laughs> hell of an actress. Very good. She lights up a room with her mm-hmm. behavior and like, you know, uh, her confidence. It, uh, not even, you know, no judgment on her, her uh, you know, physical appearance. Her acting, she is so good mm-hmm. in this movie. I couldn't imagine anybody else doing it. No. Maybe like a Jessica Lange. Maybe. I don't even know if she could do it, man. Like 1980 Jessica Lange? I think she could. She she lights up a screen, too. I mean, that postman rings twice. What's up? But yeah, I mean, maybe Sharon Stone. Now that's an interesting... She has a sex appeal that... that, Kelly Brock had. Well, it's not I mean, just was... sex appeal, though, because Kelly LeBrock is just so confident in all of yeah. her, like, I don't know. She's not trying to seduce anybody. She's just so awesome that everybody yeah. wants to be with her. It's a whole different thing. I've just never seen anybody pull it off like that, and it was awesome. Yeah. My favorite part of, of her performance is when they, after they get the slushies poured on their heads, <laughs> and they end up out of the car, and she goes to get in the car when she gets in the car and he uh uh i want to call him rusty the hell's his name gary (laughs) gary gary (laughs) when he's like side kissing her yeah and she's like they're doing like a thing Mm. you can tell it's completely improv because not only is she laughing But it, you see Wyatt in the back, yeah. and he's laughing. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost like he, uh, Michael, uh, just leaned in and was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this." There's and multiple times I've yes. caught actors laughing in this movie. Yeah, and she she rolled with every bit. There of was that. a fourth wall break right at the beginning too. Yes, yeah. there was. Yeah. Well, I was like, "Oh, look at that shit." There's <laughs> there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> John Hughes. I'd like to see John Hughes, well, he's dead now, but I'd like to see his version of Deadpool. That would have been nice. Mm. Like a short story or something. I just want to see how he would handle the fourth wall of a character like that. Would he credit it to Marvel Comics, or would it be... Absolutely not. John Hughes writes and produces a new character called Deadpool. But you know what? Screw Rob Liefeld. He's bleeding people dry, and all he did was draw a couple comics. He didn't create that character to what it is today. Hey, man, sometimes you're a lifelong successful artist, and sometimes they took a picture of you as a baby in a swimming pool, and you got to ride that picture <laughs> for your entire adult life. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the meme where the baby from the Van Halen album was yes. going <laughs> to sue the baby from the Nevermind album? Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> for being a. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it today. It made me laugh. Oh my god! Because <laughs> that kid had a cigarette in his hand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, at one point in this movie, they go at 15 years old with fake IDs made by science yes. to a blues club. Was it a blues club? I think it was a blues. Blues. Club. Yeah. They go to a blues yeah. club. Guys. Whoa. I love drunk Gary. Drunk Gary. <laughs> You know what's funny about this scene? I just found out recently that that scene's offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I know. And I'm sitting here thinking, it's not offensive for me and anybody who's my age because it's just, that's the way things were back then. Like, people, you, you could find old skits where Eddie Murphy put on white face and walked around the city and acted like a white man. He, he did that talk and he went, hey, how's it going, sir? Right. Like, just like the Waynes brothers did it too. Like it was, it was just a thing, that behavior. Now he, I can understand why people would say it's offensive, but the one person I heard, he took it like the next step. Like he called it like Jim Crow racism. I'm like, slow down, dude. <laughs> Come on, dude. He's just, I mean, seriously. It's an like, impression. If it was offensive, don't you think some of those badasses on that set would have said, John? Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, some of those guys would probably kick John Hughes' ass right. and not even break a sweat. This crazy little eighth grade 
something. <laughs> it's such a funny line. Yeah. And it Leave is. me in the nut. This, this is a <laughs> movie. For the first time on this podcast, I'm going to say, I don't know that you could make that scene today without some thinking, serious caveats. I was thinking that too. Is this one of those scenes that you couldn't do today? I think you could. I think you could. But but here's the thing. It's and see I I like scenes like that that right. that push that push the that push the envelope. Mm-hmm. They they like they step over the line just slightly. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know I mean I think I don't know. It, it's just Dino seemed more offensive than uh, Anthony Michael Hall's uh, impression. Who's Dino? The the the, the Hispanic uh, who's not even Hispanic. The she likes Langus. What, what does he says? He has that laugh. <laughs> that that really obnoxious laugh. He was the only white other white guy with the the blues guys. Oh, I don't. I'm sitting to the left of the the one guy who said. You got this fine woman. No, oh, I didn't even notice that guy. The officer in the drink. You don't remember that guy? I can't no. remember. Was it Dino? Was that his name? I don't know. But anyways, I like I like to see movies like push the envelope. Like I'm thinking of uh, <sighs> Django Unchained. Mm. In that movie, there were some scenes in that movie that were just like. Oh, that is across the line. That is way across but the line. Designed that is way that. across the line. Yes, yes, but that is what makes you feel something mm-hmm. when you're watching a freaking movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if if you're just gonna like everything's gonna be PC all the time, it's like this is fucking boring horseshit. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> that that was not boring. That was hilarious and and beautifully done. By the way, I mean, I don't know. I liked it, man. I again, I've seen this movie probably a hundred times. I watched it as a kid. I've watched it as a teenager, young adult, and yesterday. That scene makes me laugh as hard as it did back then. And yeah. never once did I ever regret reenacting that scene with my black friends when I was growing up. Right. Like it was just like, dude, I like, I know it's going to sound weird because like I'm young. I've hung out with dudes like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to shoot pole all the time and that's what those dudes were like. Like I don't know. I've I've been the drunk kid in mm-hmm. that in that room yeah, it's before. Like those videos of the kids that get their wisdom teeth pulled. You have no <laughs> idea what yeah. the hell they're going to say. Right, yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes it fun. But like but I've been there. I I I like I actually love that I don't know, call it a culture or whatever like mm-hmm. you know those you know old heads at the bar, you know, this was a blues bar, pool hall. You know, barbershop, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that shit. Yeah, Dan's been like super <laughs> checked, quiet this whole time. He checked out. I'm writing a Dan in post. Yes, you are. No, what we need is, <laughs> we need like a fist fight between statutory rape and whatever happened with that voice in the in the blues club. We need them to fight yeah. to see who is the most politically incorrect. Like, who gets this movie canceled yeah. faster? Yeah. I hate this call. We should make that a poll. Make it a Twitter poll. <laughs> I don't know, man. That line about his nuts, though, is so funny. Broke my heart in two. Broke more than your heart. <laughs> That's the truth. Like, <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, yikes. Oh, shoot. Hell of a movie. Yeah. Hell of a movie, guys. <laughs> and then you, that bleeds, and you forget about it because it bleeds right into the chat scene. The introduction to chat. Right. <laughs> So it's like you forget about that because now you have this just monstrosity <laughs> on the screen just chewing it up. Yeah. Can we talk about my favorite thing in the movie? Period. Like, oh my God moment for me. So she pulls the squirt gun on the dad. Mm. hmm And then she squirts him in the face with it. hmm And then you find out at the end of the movie... That, in fact, she pointed a real, like, magnum pistol at the dad and actually held him at gunpoint with a real gun. That's funny. That's amazing. Like, I don't know why I think that's so amazing, except that it's so, like, over the line and unnecessary. You know what I thought was really hilarious? When um, Gary was waving the gun around. 
Yeah. The room and, and like ducking. and everyone in the room like ducks at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's an eight. There's a few it does it like does multiple that. times mm-hmm. and like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But yeah, you can track the oh, gun because it has a rotating cylinder when it's a real gun and, and you can see it rotate when she pulls on the dad and then you right. assume yeah. that the squirt gun is the same gun, but no. It's a real gun. Holy mo- she pulls a gun on the dad. Like this Don't movie's insane. Me, Al. Oh, and then the gun, you, Chet's gun, to the nose of the poor girl who just wakes up with her new boyfriend. Yeah. Like, dude, over the line. This movie. <laughs> it's over the snowing line. in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I enjoyed how he was just, like, knocking them on the head with the yeah. barrel. That was entertaining. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you couldn't, I mean, you just, nobody would make this movie today in the way that this, they made this movie for so many This reasons. movie's lightning in a bottle. Definitely. It is. Yeah, it's the thing where, like, John Hughes has got enough power to make this movie, but he's not famous enough to get his career ruined for making this right. movie. Well, mm. you think about what came out the same year, and then you think about what he followed it with. It's, it, that's why this movie becomes iconic, because of the other movies that follow. Well, and we haven't been down the Porky's road yet, but Mm-mm. 80s comedy up through about this time. This is like the last great one that I can think of where you're just, you scratch your head that anyone approved the script to begin with. But what year was this? 85? This is 85. Uh, yeah, I think you get like, that's, you venture into the John Cusack, you know, Better Off Dead, uh, you know, One Crazy Summer. That's like the late 80s, early 90s, late 80s. But they don't have the same kind of manic, put everybody in jail energy of a Porky's no. or like a private school or something. Dude, you can never make Porky's today, ever. We are going to watch that <laughs> at some point because, George, you haven't seen Porky's, right? We have to watch Porky's. Nah. <laughs> There's literally like four or five can't catch your breath laugh moments in that movie. Mm. Everyone would be in jail. Oh, God. In real life, and, for making that and movie. And it has, like, like, a good commentary on, on like, what, what we normally talk, like, social justice type stuff is also in there, but it kind of, it's it's written so well that the, it's not lost, the comedy's not lost in the seriousness, and the seriousness is not overshadowing the comedy. It's, like, a perfect mix. Revenge of the Nerds is another one. We, that <laughs> we might double Ever. feature Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds, so we... Oh, God. Can have... we do that tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, man. I... Let's just go rent a hotel room and just watch every movie from the 80s like that. Bachelor Party in the tree. You oh, gotta... my God, yes. Now, Bachelor Party's later, isn't it? That's That's got to be It's like 87. Bit. So, I mean, this isn't the last like horrifying comedy of the 80s. But... No. They try to do a few of them. Like, they tried to revitalize it with movies like American Pie and stuff. But it, you know, Van Wilder. So you had like the late 90s, early 2000s where they were like, hey, let's do these wacky old school, you know, that comedy where it's just like that, where people were loosened up again. Mm. <laughs> now I don't, none of those people exist anymore. You couldn't even make old school today. Like people would be like, you know. Right. Respect someone, the someone, elderly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think about all those movies and I'm just like, if these people were around back then, none of these movies would exist. And that's sad. Yeah. But we still get to keep the movies. Like, they still exist. They still exist. That's why I collect DVDs. And everybody's For like, now. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, why don't you go digital? You have all these... Di-. I said, I have DVDs. Just takes, they cancel some of this shit, and I can't watch it ever again. You know what I heard this week? You know the streaming service that... uh has the office hmm. uh it's nbc's whatever the peacock i think it is okay yeah they canceled you cannot get the episode of the office i believe it's episode two diversity yeah. day diversity day yeah. you can't watch it anymore <laughs> that's why i buy box sets as well yeah seriously <laughs> like yeah I have my episodes. god that was some of the funniest shit i ever saw yeah. in my life Stark Raving Dad, the Simpsons episode, has been canceled for years. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I see Simpsons box sets, I buy them. If I see them at the flea market, I buy them. Because I know that half of those, just like South Park, and uh, what's what's the uh, the original office, the Gervais stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's way 
way past the the line on some of those episodes. Yep. It'll come yeah. full circle. People will realize the error of their ways, or it won't. They'll stop making them. And we'll <laughs> So, I mean, whatever. Either yeah. way, it times the flat circle. So I hope that has at least a 60-inch TV. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's a long ride, man. <laughs> it's a long ride. We don't have don't in this country. We just have the other kind. Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> I'm going to save one of my notes for later uh, in the season because it's going to give away too much. But there's a, a definite, like, you can see the evolution of John Hughes's, like, story points in this movie that will uh, emerge later. Hmm. Uh, but we'll save that for the the later episode. I'd like to see this list of upcoming movies because I'm not, I, I'm not <laughs> really sure what you're referencing. This is right. a ways off. This is okay. This is after the break. This is after after yeah. This is a couple of months down the road. Okay. When the bells start jingling, you know. Gotcha. Ring yes. ting tingling. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna blow the doors off that one, man. It's gonna ruin it for everybody. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm not sorry, honestly. Did you know in an Italian job? I'm just kidding. (laughs) John Carpenter actually did direct A Christmas Story. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) With Toby Hooper. Oh, Uh, man. Wow. Who is Gary, anyway? It's Gary. Who is this guy? Did you notice that the, uh, the picture she kept showing the husband? Was his headshot was Anthony Michael Holmes' headshot from, <laughs> from the audition? In, from like his first. Yeah, it had movie. to be from Vacation or previous, right? Because he looked it like from, a little kid. I think it was from Candles. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like his not his not his headshot like that he would send to an agent. It was like the publicity shot for like that movie. I think like that's what made it so blatant. It was just in oh, your face. Gotcha. There's a picture of Stallone. Has in uh, in Rocky, you'll see he has that on a mirror. It's him as a, like a six year old, and it's an iconic picture because you see it all over the place in publicity in newspapers and stuff. And then there it is on a mirror in the movie. Whenever you see like these childhood pictures of these actors, they end up in like a photo frame or something. And it's like mm-hmm. I've seen that in a newspaper. That's the only picture they have of him as a kid. I think it's kind of a failure on our part that we're 40 minutes in and we haven't talked about Frankenstein yet. I, I started to talk about it when, when we were talking about building the person and then I kind of pulled back. It's Frankenstein. What about Frankenstein? That's what this movie is. This movie's Frankenstein. And it was a colorized Frankenstein which made me cringe just a little bit. They have the black and white one in the extended version. I oh, didn't watch they? the theatrical this year to see if that's in there too. But at the beginning, you see the, the old black and white one and then they also show the colorized one as if you didn't get it the first time that they were right. showing Frankenstein. Here's more Frankenstein. Guys, we're doing Frankenstein. George is like, <laughs> what, Frankenstein? You know. It's Frankenstein? Did you ever see Frankenstein? <laughs> no. Wait, hey. I saw Young Frankenstein. Young, well, then you're, you're ahead of the game. So I think I even read uh, Frankenstein. Mary Shelley. Like in high school. You know what this movie also is? Genie in a Bottle. It's also Aladdin, in a way. She does grant some wishes, yeah. yeah. She's kind of a genie. Yeah. Instead of dreaming of genie, they download genie? Instead of rubbing the lamp, they they toss off in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. And then they light they a rub, match because rub- the girls are right. coming in. God, you said dang. you were <laughs> oh. combing your hair. <laughs> I was combing my hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, can we talk about that scene? Sure. That scene. Which Which scene? The scene where he's, she's like, you said you were COVID, you're right, hair. right, right. Like that is the epitome of everything I've always talked about with acting. Like you have yeah. four people <laughs> on screen, yeah. Not one person is waiting for the other person. They're all hitting their marks. They're all saying their lines. Yep. On top of each other, they're in character. Yep. You see all four characters happening in those lines. Like mm-hmm. to me. It's everything you would expect from a like a a, a troupe, like a improv troupe. Like you, when you yeah. go and watch good improv, that's what you're seeing. These people have situation, they have a character, and they just fucking go and they play. Right. When I was watching that, I was just like, I was amazed that it's almost one 
full cut. It's not like a, I mean, there are. A lot it is of, very good. I mean, for a movie that is, is for a movie so silly, that is a mm-hmm. very well executed. They're, they're doing. Scene. There, there's an exercise where they say, uh, you know, commit mm-hmm. to whatever it is the person's saying. Believe what you're saying, no matter what it is. If you're telling them that your nuts are made out of gummy bears, yes, you better believe that your nuts are made, made and everybody else has to believe this too. Has to so, believe that you believe it. Right. And okay. once you believe it and the other actors believe it, then the people watching will believe it. And when I watched that scene, I'm just like, they are so committed. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> and they're, they're, you can hear her arguing with Gary. Or you can hear the mom arguing with Gary, and he's like, "I did not toss. I'm not tossing off." But you can also I hear, never in my right? life. but you can also hear Lisa bringing shit up, right? And then uh, Gary's listening to what she's saying, and then he's responding to what she's saying, but he's still responding to his mother, right? And the dad is flipping out. Yeah, but they're all playing off of each other, and it's like, it's gold. Yeah, and and I watch, and I'm like, it, it's everything that they teach you. It's like. Uh, not only do you have your lines and with improv, you don't have your lines, but you have your lines. You know what you're supposed to say. You know what everybody else is supposed to say. But you have to listen. And if you're not listening, then nothing makes sense because you. That's when you get those pauses and you get all that. Cre- like they were not only listening, but they knew their character so well that they did that in character. Yeah. And I was just like, and watching it recently, I forgot how good that was. And that's yeah. that's a thing that. In John Hughes movies, you see that a lot. That over overlapping lines and like the argument, but there the fact that it was four people makes it even better. I was just like, "Wow, so good!" It's beautiful chaos, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she does it a few times. The Lisa character, like she's like Dan was saying, how good she was when you when you watch her. She's the one who interacts with mostly everybody, and she has different ways to deliver lines to different people. You know, when she's talking to to Ian and Max, she's like very seductive and flirtatious, and then she's like almost like a giddy girl when she's talking to the the two girls, and then when she's talking to Wyatt and Gary, like she just she's playing like nine different characters, but they're all the same person. Right. Just crazy that she didn't have a longer career. Might be a good excuse good. to watch a Steven Seagal movie at some point, though. Maybe. I don't need any excuse to watch those like late 80s Seagal movies before he mm-hmm. went crazy and got all fat. Him or her? Him. Okay. I don't know if she went crazy or got fat. I don't know anything about her. But I know Steven Seagal got crazy and got fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fan of the show. Yeah, friend of the show and Russian yeah. ambassador or whatever he is yeah. now. No. <laughs> He's he's tweeting out hey. our Mark for Death episode. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. He does run like a champ, though. Mm. Masculine runner, Steven Seagal. He's an asshole. Anybody with a haircut like that, you know he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's valid in this case. Yes. Valid point. <laughs> You're stupid, Budweiser. Dude gets turned into like a turd monster and we haven't even talked about it. In a movie of insanity, they turn game over man Bill Paxton mm. into a turd monster. And we're just fine with it. I uh, yeah. Wyatt, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that? I mean like like you said before, when you exist in dream world, best just keep the dream logic going. It seems out of place, but I know they filmed a scene where she turned Max and Ian into animals, too. So it wouldn't have been as random, because you'd already seen her do it with two other characters. The Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah. She apparently turns them into a pig and a donkey. I mean, it's very Pinocchio it. to turn a guy yeah. into a big poo monster. So why not turn him into a donkey and be straight up just ripping off Pinocchio? By John Hughes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> written and directed <laughs> by John. Listen, you can borrow source material. It's probably public domain, <laughs> unless Disney Pinocchio, came knocking. Yeah. Maybe Disney was like, "Yo, you can't turn him into a donkey, or we sue." Right. In which case, he was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna rip off these other guys. Their attorneys aren't as good." <laughs> well, she doesn't turn 
I wouldn't know who the Pinocchio character would be and how they, that reference would be picked up. I think he would have probably gotten away with that. It's not like Edward Scissorhands where it's basically the story of Pinocchio. You even have the Geppetto character and all. It's, it's, mm. He's not a real boy, but he wants to be. Well, and let's like not... It's, it's all there. Let's not forget the classic American film. I mean, we can't even call it a movie. It's a film. Silent Night, comma, Deadly Night, part five. <laughs> Part five. With all right, Geppetto. With Pito. Pito. <laughs> oh my god. We get a comma in every episode. This is Travis and Post. That's the second <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night reference in this episode. And they're both organic. Yeah. Wow. That movie's I'm in our to, DNA now. Trying to figure out how to work a Texas Chainsaw reference <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, I mean this whole movie's basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Only this crazy family doesn't send the girl screaming away. She gets to walk away and become the gym teacher, which, okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Why not? There was a scene in this movie where the couch got sucked out the chimney. Mm. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, uh, you didn't sit there and go, that couldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> if you just watched the grandparents be frozen and the kitchen was turned blue. Yeah. Oh, and the rocket was in the... Uh, I'm waiting for Dan's... Uh, Iran Contra or or, oh, yeah. or <laughs> his uh, commentary on the uh yeah. Cold War. <laughs> the Cold War. <laughs> I just want that flashing inner button from his keyboard. Or, That's yeah, cool. the flashing yeah, the inner yeah. button with the LEDs in it. Yeah. He's like what I we could yeah, I could probably jazz. arrange that for you, Dan. Possibly. Could probably do that. For the time though, those computer graphics of like him hacking into the government mm-hmm. system were actually mm-hmm. pretty good. I mean, when you look at the other crap we've been seeing on these computer screens, I was like, you know, those are passable. I'll take it. It it reminded me of War Games. Oh, yeah. Definitely got a War Games vibe. But like fun. War Games gets a little like at times. Yeah. I heard someone reference this as like if they were to make this movie today, they would 3D print it. The woman. Yeah. It would be 3D printed. Yeah, no. Yeah. That trash. might be interesting. I I wonder how, who they would cast. We do this a lot. Who they would cast, like, would anybody be able to make this movie today and it would be enjoyable? Jennifer Lawrence would be able to do it. She's got that attitude. Yeah, She could pull it off. She's a goofball, too. That's what I mean. Like, she could do yeah. all... The, she she has the range to do everything you'd need to out of a Lisa character. Yeah. I don't know about the guys. You could just do it as a Big Bang Theory, the movie. Mm. Just use the whole darn cast; it would work just fine. I'd I'd be all over that definitely. Actually, that would that would definitely work. Yes. You could buzz that the... Zynga. Yeah, they could they could build her in the back room of the comic book shop. <laughs> be sweet. Yeah. Actually, I think that show was probably spawned from this movie. Probably. Yeah, yeah I don't think you get yeah. that dynamic without these two, and the Kaylee Cuoco kind of thing. Right. It's like a mix of Revenge of the Nerds and this movie. It was a big thing in the 80s for the nerds to get theirs, uh, you know, their their due. Well, you know, when the nerds write the movies. <laughs> it's the sure. same reason every movie's about either a writer or an artist, right? Because mm. writers can't write outside themselves. So you're stuck <laughs> with a series of movies about sure. writers and artists. <laughs> write what you know, man. Narcissus. I watched a terrible movie last week. You watched a movie? I watched a terrible movie last week. Was it Silent Night, Comma Deadly Night? No, it, it goes along with the all movies being written about a writer or an artist. Um, this movie was I forget what it was called, but like it was about a writer who was like trying to write about orchids. You know what I'm talking about? It had uh. The dude, a really terrible actor. He was in like National Treasure and like Face Off. Whoa, oh, hold uh, on. Nicholas Cage is not a terrible actor. Oh, hold yeah, he's on. very bad. <laughs> hold on. He's very bad. Slow down. Okay, so it had Nick Cage in it, right? And Nick Cage is a writer and he's trying to write this adaptation? He's trying to. Is that? Yeah, it might be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won like. Okay. He won Oscars. Uh, all right, great. That's fine. <laughs> terrible movie. Right. If there's anything I can't stand worse than. Than him, it's two of him in one movie. Right, can't just can't do it. Um, but yeah, 
It was like that was a movie written about a writer who wrote mm. about a writer. Right. It was like writer inception. I think there's a TV show on Netflix that is like that, but it's um, it's Will Ferrell. No, it's a movie. It's Will Ferrell, and he's writing his own life story. So he's like acting out his life as it's happening, and he's writing it. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction. I think that's it. No, someone else is writing his life. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But that I like that movie. Yeah. You know, you might not like Nicolas Cage, but if you write, if you watch the right movie, he's terrible, You will be man. a fan for life. If you watch like, uh, all right, give me something, I'll watch it. <sighs> See, you can't even think of one. Terrible. Fa- Family Man's really good. Family Man. Um, that's kind of like the Scrooge storyline. I found him yeah. likable in Kick-Ass, but I don't think Kick-Ass, that that's yeah. really where you want to start with the Nicolas no. Cage. Uh, what's the one with him in, uh, in, uh, where he, he's an alcoholic. That's a really good movie. Leaving Las Vegas? Leaving Las Vegas, but it's hard to watch. Why is it hard to watch? Because, well, you probably like it because it's, it's very tragic. I probably would. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of movie. Mm. And it's got Elizabeth Shue naked a few times, and it's... But not like in a fun way. You gotta. No, you gotta. There's nothing sexy. About gotta this warn movie. him. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. fun naked. No, it's sad it's naked. Like, it's like end of your le- your like end of your rope. Sad. We should watch that. Maybe not yet, but I'm gonna watch that. It's tragic. I'm gonna watch that this weekend. Do it. Watch it with Meg. Leaving Las it. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Meg. <laughs> Sorry, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, family Man's a good one to watch with Meg. That's a good one. That's a good family movie. I think it's entertaining that you're trying to change my mind about Nick Cage, who is the worst actor ever. <sighs> no, ever to not. act. He's not. He's one of the biggest over actors, but when you see him in movies like The Rock, mm. really bad. Maybe we watch The Rock. It's a good one. It's in my pile. It's going to happen. Okay. It's gonna happen, cause Ed Harris, holy moly, and and uh, Sean Connery. But I think we have to do. I don't think but that actually, should be the introduction to any of those guys, except maybe no. Nick Cage. You know, we got to do. It is a pretty. It's a badass. Oh, it's Ed so Harris good, movie. but we got to do yeah. Creep Show first. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe a Bond movie. The Abyss is a good Ed Harris movie too. Yeah. History of Violence is real good, too. Have you ever seen Mm. that one, Travis? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Better every time I watch it, that one. Mm. George, any final thoughts on the weird science? It was very weird. Okay. That's all I got. Sounds like a mission accomplished. (laughs) Did you laugh? Yeah. Okay. It was funny. That was the whole point, because you watched some, some really... It was funny. It was weird. It was... Yeah, it was uh next week saving private Ryan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the American <laughs> film classic Begotten. It's like begotten. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> No. No, thank you. Holy okay. moly. Well, it's I it, it was you know, and I was watching it like I said I didn't like quite understand what was going on or like why these things were significant. I I knew that they were this conversation has has definitely made the movie a better watching experience for me than it was when before we recorded. It falls into the realm, like we kind of got away from the whole point of this show, which was to watch iconic movies that mostly everybody has seen. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody, other than maybe a few people in a remote island. And most people love. And these films are beloved. Right. they're, They're... for me, like nostalgic traffic, Travis was very nervous about tonight because I'm like, he's gonna. I, I said to Dan, I'm like, he's gonna freaking hate it and he's gonna shit on it. And I'm like, this is like one of those movies for me that I'll never let anybody tell me it's bad, even though I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of parts where I'm sure George is gonna oh, man, roll, it's, roll it's, his eyes. It's bad, yeah, but like, but it's 80s bad, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's bad, but right. it's fine. But if I watched it for the first time tonight, I might be like, but because yeah well i mean i'm at a point now where like even if a a movie's bad like bad for today Mm -hmm. i i still i'm i'm still pulling things out of it like okay i get why this was important yeah because like i said first thing i said i don't relate to these characters 
Hmm. I've been married for like 10 years. Like, I got no problem with ladies. I'm good. But, you, but like you, you watching it in 1985, I was might, 10. you might be yeah. relating to these I characters. Completely, well, I wasn't, I wasn't in their boat. Like, I was playing football. I had like cheerleader girlfriends, this and that. Like, I wasn't like them. But I could we get relate. it. You guys have HPV. It's cool. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> but I could relate because you still had like girl you know problems. like you like Dan had... watching this movie two weeks before he met his wife. Right, where he definitely <laughs> relates. Showering to these in characters. his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, my favorite line in this movie is when Wyatt yells. Gary's taking a shit. <laughs> I forgot. That made me laugh out loud when I watch it. Jen's like, what do you like? I'm like, I, I forgot about that line. And it's so funny because. <laughs> he just throws him under the bus. He wasn't the one taking the yeah, shit. He smelled and the he's usually the Right. And Wyatt's usually the, he's like Gabe. He's the quiet, neurotic, uh, you know, worry about this and that. Right. And then he just throws Gary under the bus <laughs> so hard. <laughs> While he's holding the match with the sage or whatever. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm like, holy shit. That's what it was like to have friends in the 80s. Yeah. It's like you're standing in a hallway and all of a sudden you're pantsed. <laughs> you do that today, you end up in jail. Oh, shit. You know? Those guys, Max and Ian, was like, that's how I related. My brother, growing <laughs> when I was growing up with a brother yeah. who's three years older than me, my brother was those guys. Right. You know, you, you, you're bent over to tie your shoes and all of a sudden he's licking his fingers and he's on the back of your neck. Like it was constant. It was almost like the show Wonder Years. That was my life. Yeah. The brother Wayne on Wonder Years was my brother. Yeah. You know, you better be on guard all the time because you're either getting, you know, nut tapped or push, <laughs> pushed down the steps or, you know, <laughs> flat tire. Like whatever it was, you had to be prepared. And that's when I was watching these guys. I'm like, that was that was it. You couldn't stand anywhere without looking behind you because it could be the guy that's going to pants you in front of a gym full of people. It sucked. Eighty sucked. Now you can get in, jail, in trouble for all that stuff. But back then, yeah, the teacher would be like, just I go mean, to class. Shoot, back in the eighties, you could <laughs> you could stalk someone and down through the neighborhood with a seventeen inch knife. And that's true. That was the that was probably the nineties. Not even get arrested. I and I was thrown in a car. <laughs> You were brought home. <laughs> I was brought It's not the same thing. True. For our new listeners, that's a hell of a post-credits uh, story <laughs> in the Halloween yeah. episode. So right. if you haven't listened to that already and heard me trash my favorite director, uh, you should definitely listen for Travis's story of committing a felony <laughs> and getting away with it. Uh, today they would call that cosplaying. <laughs> cosplaying a felony? Yeah, that was cosplaying. <laughs> But I couldn't go to Spirit and get a plastic knife. He was cosplaying a felony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looked cool. <laughs> oh, geez. We're all degenerates. Well, hmm. George, let's talk about your next assignment. Ah, yes. My, ne my next assignment. This is a unique one. Okay. And I can't go into full details as to why because I don't want to spoil the content for you and for Travis of the next movie that we're going to be watching on this show. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, he sprung this on me. So I okay. will just say this. We are going to be watching the 1964 film Failsafe. I don't watch black and white movies. And it is black and white. I will warn you. <laughs> okay. And that's all Fail I'm going to say. Don't read about it. Either of you. Okay. And I will ask I I would never do such a thing. Specifically of Travis, I will ask you, Travis, as yes. you watch this movie, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. are going to have feelings of familiarity. Do okay. not let those feelings color your judgment of the movie. Let the okay. movie stand on its own. As soon as it begins, you'll be like, "Oh, that's what Dan Fail is safe. talking about. Fail safe." Okay. Who's in it? Can't tell. You. Can't tell you. <laughs> Can't tell you. Hmm. All right, sounds good. A double blind. So, so Travis, what do you think you're gonna experience when you watch this movie? Do you have any idea? Um, like men in uh trench coats or 
I'm thinking like a home invasion type movie. Okay. What do you think, George? Aliens, probably. Well, if we're going to do a home invasion alien movie, we should probably do Close Encounters. You know, I've seen one of those. One of those Close Encounters movies. There's only one of them. No, there's a new one. Mm -mm. There's Fourth uh, Encounter, I think, or something like that. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is only one movie. Isn't there a fourth kind, though? There is a movie called Fourth Kind, but it has nothing to do with... Okay, well, I saw that one. Okay, well... And it has nothing to do with the third one. The third kind. Okay, cool. Gotta watch that, too, then. Oh, it's on the list. No worries. We're definitely watching that movie. It's got... Very good. Plenty of references to the things we've already talked about. All right, cool. Okay, cool. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Remedial Film Pod. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Remedial Film Pod. If you're listening to this show on YouTube, we're also on every podcatcher imaginable, from Spotify to Amazon to Stitcher to Apple. We're on them all. And if you're listening to this on your phone or on a podcatcher, we're also on YouTube. If you want to see the occasional extra feature, feel free to check us out at YouTube. We'll be back next week with Failsafe.